Bush and Ritchie with another daily takeaway for you. Uh, we don't want to spoil what you're about to hear because uh, it's one of the shows that I think would come in above average. Um, however, you're going to hear some magpie chat. Um, <laughs> just, just, to, just to reaffirm, it's an above average show. <laughs> um, but something has come in that we missed during the main body of the show. So we'll, we'll put it on the end of the podcast, a little bespoke thing for you, but I think it's a fascinating magpie piece of information you and I are going to have to discuss. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I thought we could start the week, Bush, with a very important message. Do you feel like, you feel like myself, that over the last week or so, there's been a lot of stories about the march of AI and how tech's becoming to dominate all over us and now we need to be very scared and frightened yeah i think but i believe they all these kind of big guys like elon musk etc have, have signed a thing where they're not going to do any more research on ai because it's it's got almost too advanced it's kind of scared them slightly the robots have scared them well do you know what the battle lines are drawn here on home time tonight because i'm not having it I'm not having it that it's quite as clever as it says it is. I'll tell you why. This morning I was out hanging the washing on the line. We'd already talked about how gorgeous the weather is today, making the most of it. Hanging the washing on the line and my Apple Watch speaks up to me and says, it looks like you're swimming outside in the pool. Would you like to start an exercise? Now, I don't know what that says about my swimming stroke or quite how I hang out the washing, but I, I wasn't within five miles of a swimming Pool. Your watch has got worse. I mean, we talked about this on, on the Daily Takeaway podcast a bit as well, but your watch, at first, you, you wouldn't hear from it. But I'd say in the past couple of weeks, your watch has been butting in at conversations, finishing your jokes, contradicting you. It's, it's getting on your nerves, isn't it? Butting in all the time to the point that me slapping my left wrist has also... Been, it's almost become like a bit of a tick. You know, just doing yeah. it all the time to quieten it down. My left wrist could have been a brilliant Daniel Day-Lewis follow-up, but they just... <laughs> Didn't see it coming, did they? So, what is, so look, but it's wrong, though, isn't it? That, that's the main thing, regardless of it inter interjecting non-stop. It's way off, way off the mark, isn't it? Way off the mark. And it says it so confidently. It looks like you're swimming outside. No, I'm not, mate. I'm hanging up the washing. Two loads of bedding, thanks very much. So let's, let's rail against the tech. If you've got a case of stupid tech, dumb tech, a piece of tech that is always getting it wrong and you want to call it out, this is the show to be doing it on. My phone is doing two things at the moment that I would classify as stupid tech, like promising you the world and then just not delivering, right? So the two things my, my phone does. First of all, uh, you're supposed to be able to draw on the screen a V shape and then the torch goes on. Oh, yeah. Clever. Which you think, oh, that's great. That's amazing. You know, gesture control. The torch will go on, but can you turn the damn thing off again? No, you can't. Not in a million years. <laughs> so you have to almost reset it. So I hate that. And then there's another thing, and I don't know how I've accidentally uh, enacted this or enabled it, but it's got this thing called like bedtime mode where it patronizingly turns everything black and white at dot on 11 o'clock. I can't turn the damn thing off, and I absolutely hate it. And I feel like it's judging me for still being awake and looking on Facebook Marketplace for dolls at that time of night. Leave me alone. Get out of my life. I think that's exactly what it's doing, because when you said to me, I'm, I'm still on my phone at 11 o'clock, I'm thinking, quite it's late. I'm well in bed by then. Hey, Grandad wasn't going to buy himself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Dan says, I completed the Windsor Olympic Distance Triathlon. That afternoon, when I got home and crashed on the sofa, my watch says... You need to stand. <laughs> That's just the wind-up, isn't it? But, you know, we talk about the whole, uh, you know, Terminator 2 thing or Terminator yep. where the, the robots take over. That's the big fear. That's this 
whole AI fear that they're trying to pause AI, you know, research because the robot's taken over. But we're getting, you know, loads of examples here from the home time listeners of technology being quite stupid. Maybe they're trying to lure us into a false sense of security. You know, maybe the robots are the ones that are putting out, you know, that YouTube clip of a robot trying to get up the stairs and falling all over the place. Like it's like your nan's had a few drinks. Maybe it's maybe that's how it's all part of the scheme. You know what I mean? That is a really sinister thought if that is the case, and we're, and we're falling for it. Well, you know, the, the reason which has scared them all, with the reason why they're, they're pausing AI development, is that apparently the, the big test is to see whether AI can get around capture. You know that annoying thing where you've got to tick every yep. photo that's got a boat or a bridge in it or whatever? Yep. And what it did, it went online, pretended it was visually impaired, the, the AI, and got someone to fill the form in for it. No. So it cheated. So maybe, maybe you know, maybe if it's cheating uh, to get past the capture security block, putting out videos of it falling over and making us think that it's completely useless and harmless ain't out of its ballpark and it's, you know, uh, its little rise towards world dominance, the robots. Smartwatch as well. You know, I mean, it's, even the name of it is ideas well, well above its station. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff coming into the show of tech just kind of falling over. This is a weird one. It says, I called a helpline for my cooker. It asked me to speak my name and address. I went through the whole process. It got my details so wrong, it thought my name was next Tuesday after two attempts. Eventually, I had to hit zero repeatedly until I spoke to an actual person. And I don't even have a strong accent, says this person. <laughs> I thought for a second when you were starting to tell that story that it was the cooker that thought that uh, the name was next... Imagine a cooker saying next Tuesday to you in your own kitchen. You think it's having a pop. But, I mean, like, your cooker used to play... Oh, no, it was your washing machine used to play you a tune when it was done. So maybe we're just a couple of updates away from something like that. R.I.P. that washing machine, sadly. That's the one that died. Uh, Joe says, I chuckle when my fitness wristband keeps saying to me, keep up the good work, when I'm actually sat in my recliner armchair <laughs> playing Assassin's Creed on the Xbox. Mick in Wakefield says, no smart tech in my life. Thank you very much. After a very young Matthew Broderick showed me the dangers in war games back in 1983. <laughs> so what he's, he's saying that he might accidentally press a button on his Sky remote and set off some missiles. Is that what he's saying? That's what he's suggesting. The danger's everywhere, folks. The danger is everywhere. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Can I just uh, issue an apology to to Richie, to my other half, Katie, to anyone in my circle of friends, and to the listenership of Saturday Night's Indie Disco? Because yet again, I was taken up more time by moaning at the state of South End's roads. It's all I seem to go on about at the moment. Potholes. <laughs> I'm obsessed with potholes, uh, and you know, I mean, I cycle every day for work and everything. But even aside from cycling, just even driving around, is it just me? I'll go. I'm doing it again. Is it just me or the the, the the state of the roads is unbelievable at the moment. Would you agree with that? Mate, there's, there's loads of them. They're axle killers. They're axle killers. If I was to give you one tip, uh, you and I both love Waze. Go on Waze. You can report potholes as you go along. But, I mean, how, when's it come to this? Like, reporting a pothole? I thought, like, you, you pay your council tax and everything, get the roads sorted out. And it's not just, like, a little bump here and there. It's like you could, it's almost up to your waist. These look like, uh, you know, when you have, like, a, a sinkhole in the Australian outback. That's how bad it is in Southend at the moment. It really is outrageous. And all I do, all I seem to do is moan to people about it. I hate myself. Well, solidarity, we were driving through Harlow yesterday and the words tumbled out of my mouth. Look at that one, it's like a moon crater. That's what it is, it's a moon crater. It's a moon crater. But you know what, I was, I was thinking about this the other night because, I, I, you know, you suddenly... 
have a little montage. You know, like the, the opening sequence of Dallas, where there's you moaning to someone top left, then top right is you chatting on the phone, moaning to your dad about it. Bottom left is you going on about it on a show, then bottom right, you telling someone in a cafe. And I think, oh my God, all I do is moan about potholes. And I reckon when I'm, when I'm older, like an old fella, I can see myself on local news being interviewed, Vox Pops, <laughs> moaning about it. They, they won't do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? One of those people they, they stop and chat to in the town centre. So I just want to put it out there, right, just to make me feel better about myself. What thing that you moan about all the time can you see yourself being interviewed on local news moaning about when you get a bit older? Uh, well, I signed... Um, I've signed a petition for this particular thing, so that's, that's definitely putting me in the category of moaning on local news. Our local post office has closed down. Oh no, that is that's bad, isn't it? Honestly, don't know where I'm going to sort of like send eBay, eBay parcels or that kind of stuff. Where are you going to get cue cards from? Where are you going to get cue cards from for doing talks and highlights? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm gutted actually. I'm genuinely gutted about that. And then you look online and like, well, okay, where's the next one? It's in the next town. It's ridiculous. We've got we've got like a weird. We don't have like a proper post office. We've got like shops that do post office stuff, and then they yeah. mysteriously won't accept card and only do cash. Like you're playing <laughs> someone to do your windows or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Very bizarre. Uh, Lottie Earns on Twitter says uh, she would be banging on in local news in the future about rubbish on the streets because, and this is a wind-up, people who put their bin bags out on the wrong day or put it out the night before and it gets savaged by foxes and just chucked everywhere. Uh, Jim says the shocking state of some of the storm drains around here. He doesn't say where that is, but I'm with you, Jim. Totally clogged. I can imagine him saying it's an absolute disgrace. I don't know why they're <laughs> always from, from Birmingham, these people, but it's an absolute disgrace. Can you see yourself in 10, 15 years' time being interviewed on a Vox Pops on your local news, moaning about it again? Giles can. For him, it's an activity that takes place down in your uh, local park. He says the use of extendable leads by dog walkers. I have dogs, <laughs> but I use a normal lead, not one that extends from a foot to six foot in the click of a button. Well, do you know what, right? One of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life happen with a dog walker that was using those extendable leads. Uh, she had like a big old fleece on, I think four or five like little tiny yappy dogs on these leads. And our dog at the time, Murph, I was off off its lead and ran round her anti-clockwise three or four times and all the dogs followed and they just wrapped her up and she just fell over like <laughs> something from the uh, Wicker Man or, or begin- Gulliver's Travels. We're beginning to build together this particular local news report because Andy's actually followed up a tweet from Giles saying... Those extendable leads as a runner, they're a pet hate of mine. In some conditions, it's very difficult to see the thin cord. I've nearly ran between owner and dog, almost strangling the dog on many occasions. I can see the vox pops of it right now on BBC Look East. (laughs) Steph, aged 50 and a half in Tunbridge Wells, has texted to say, there needs to be a separate queue for people ordering a tea or a coffee in a pub. (laughs) Go to a cafe. And while we're on it, there needs to be a separate room in a pub for people ordering fish. Steph's out of control. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can I just say I love the fact that Steph's from Tum- Tunbridge Wells. I feel like these days, whenever people sort of say someone's moaning, it's generally from Tunbridge Wells. That's fantastic. Yours annoyed from Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> Catherine says, I've been moaning about pockets in women's clothing or lack thereof. That's a really good point. I see a lot of women moaning about the whole lack of pockets thing. Well, is there nothing we can do to turn that around, change the situation for a better place? I reckon someone should set up a little um, fashion label right now. Just call it Pocket. It's not a particularly uh, imaginative yeah. title I've come up with, but go and do it. Instant pockets for women. Let's get on Dragon's Den. You, they attach to any item of clothing and you can change them. For You know, you oh, put mate. on a different pair of jeans, instant pocket. Well, 
wouldn't that be ironic if you and I were the revolutionary people of women's clothing? Imagine that, Andy Bush and Richie Firth, the uh, the men behind Insta Pocket in brackets, <laughs> copyright, are now worth millions. Uh, Leon's in Birmingham. I love this idea. He's, he's made me awake to a problem that I hadn't realised about. Car park design. I moan about the design and the small spaces. Who designs these car parks so poorly? They need to take a lead from Costco. Their spaces are angled and massive. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like that line from the KLF song, Justified and Ancient. Uh, Rob says, I'm driving back from London to Devon right now, moaning about Merge in turn. <laughs> uh, Desi has just tweeted to say uh, she would be on local news in the future, moaning about the fact that most makers of trainers seem to think it's a good idea to have laces that are four foot long, so you have to double, double, double bow them. Richie, I believe it's a problem that you've suffered with. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. The moment someone talking about trainers and laces, and thinking, "Here we go." He's about to kick me in the guts because I can't tie knots up on my shoes. I've never seen anyone lace their shoes like you do. I can't describe it other than say it looks like um, someone on it's a knockout from the from the eighties. Forty-six in a month's time, and yeah, I'll hold my hands up. I cannot tie knots on, on my shoes. It's so bad. Velcro so for the bad. win. Velcro for the win. <laughs> Someone's texting a message for you, Richie, from earlier oh, yeah. on. Well, you read out their message. Said, uh, "Guys, thanks for reading out my moan about the tea and coffee queue from earlier on." But I'd like to point out that I grew up in Southend on Sea, so I'd also then like to complain about you saying everyone moans from Tunbridge Wells. Uh, I would have moaned whether I was in Kent or Essex. I just wanted to clear that up. Says Steph from earlier on. You remember Steph? <laughs> I do remember Steph. Steph uh, it looks like Steph will moan wherever they live. Yeah, and and he's uh, he or she is quite clear about that, and we respect them being quite single-minded on that fact. Do you know what the uh, the local TV moans keep on coming? The items, the things in life that you you swear in years to come you're going to find yourself on a local TV news show moaning about it. Black tyre marks says this one Ooh. in my apartment building. Idiot tenants keep carrying their mountain bike upstairs and leaving <laughs> black rubber tyre marks up all the communal walls. Looks like something out of a motocross. There must be over a thousand tyre marks up all the stairwells. I've complained about it over fifty times. It's ridiculous. Do you, do you know what? I, I know a lot of people complain about cyclists, and a lot of it is unfair. But if we're now getting to the point where cyclists are getting grief by carrying their bikes, it's out of control. It is out of control. And I can see him in his stairwell uh, as a photograph in the local paper now, moaning about it. <laughs> Pointing at a skid mark and moaning. This is the Daily Takeaway. So earlier on today, I was doing the dishes in our kitchen, looking out the back window into the garden, as you do, daydreaming, as you do. And my my eyes kind of scanned to the right, and I noticed that uh, I thought at first a fight was taking place between two magpies in, in our back garden. And it was only on cl- closer observation that they were... How do I put this? They were getting amorous with each other, quite aggressively <laughs> so. And they, I'm, I'm a big believer in the rhyme, uh, you know, if it, one for sorrow in terms of magpies. If I see a magpie, one for sorrow, I'll have to say good afternoon, Captain, or whatever, just to negate the, the bad luck of it. I'm quite superstitious like that. I just want to put it out there, because I don't know the answer to this, but I just wanted to put the question out there in this final hour of home time this evening. Where in the magpie rhyme is, like, two of them kind of at it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> where is well, that? You'd hope, because obviously one for sorrow two for joy. joy. I, don't, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. And you, you may, maybe, is that covering it? You would, you, would, you would hope there's a bit of joy going on. Well, I mean, we only get up to one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. 
And then, I mean, we talked about this before on the show, but the rhyme doesn't really go anywhere from there. So no. I, I guess it needs to cover all different manifestations of magpie behaviour. Mm. Maybe, maybe them, you know, getting it on needs to be eight or nine or something like that. I don't know. I wonder what people eight, think. Eight for a state that is really great. I like that. Thank you. It kind of skirts around the main issue because it was horrible to look at. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but then for the eight for a state to be really great, to be working, it would have to be eight of them having the, shall we say, the amorous fight. Oh, if, if eight of them started getting at it, I think we'd just put our, you know, put our house on the market and just have to move on because that's, that's awful, isn't it? So if you have any intel on this, like what, what is that on the rhyme? Does that kind of short circuit the magpie rhyme? Well, obviously, when you see one, when you see one, you, you, I mean, you say hello, Captain. I, if I see one magpie, I'm like, hello, Mr. Magpie, how are you today? Because obviously, if, the, if there's only one, they haven't got their partner. So the very fact that you've seen the two together doing that suggests <laughs> that you really should salute the one that's on his own because he ain't got his mate and they, they really want to be with their mate. That's a very polite way of looking at it. Uh, Luke Whitehouse has tweeted to say, well, uh, you're either going to get three for a girl or four for a boy. So I guess there are... <laughs> knock that down the road. There is actually some other computations. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff, though. I'll be honest, I'm just looking through it now. Thank you for everyone who's got in touch. A lot of comments on this. Very few that we can actually read out on Home Time this evening. Maybe not any, actually. Well, it, the unfortunate thing is a lot of people, we, when we were just talking about it, we pointed out that eight was the next sort of part of the rhyme that really needed doing. And um, there's a, a fair few things that rhyme with eight that we can't read out. Yeah, yeah. R- Rochelle Hume in particular, your rhyme for eight is X-rated. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We just need to address one thing very quickly. Some people have been getting in touch tonight saying we were expecting microwaving of Cadbury's mini eggs on the show tonight. Uh, why is this? We ran a trailer occurred? for it all weekend, we've been saying. <laughs> Get ready for Richie microwaving chocolate eggs. There's another moan for you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, well, look, there's, there's, there's two things here. Um, one, we find ourselves Bush in the studio, me from the home studio today. Uh, but, but equally, that really needn't have been the barrier. I could have microwaved here. You could have popped to a shop and microwaved there. Really, what it comes down to is I haven't wanted to sacrifice one of my sacks of mini eggs just yet. I'm going to have an argument with myself about it and hopefully it will happen some point this week because this has all come out of the fact that you've been stockpiling and i was thinking about this the other day if you were to take this as like a you know the stock exchange and you've got a lot stockpiled you could dump them on the free market and absolutely make the price of mini eggs crash through the floor couldn't you (laughs) do you know what i mean yes yes i could but unfortunately because all mini eggs appear to have a sell-by date of the 31st of july (laughs) the market would bounce back very quickly so would it really bottom out the other thing that has happened over the weekend is I was FaceTiming my brother, my little brother who lives in Miami and he was just reminiscing about mini eggs, can't get them over there, really missing the whole Easter thing and they're coming over in June and I'm, I said to him, I said, Lord, this is still going to be in date mate, by July, the time you come over I'll promise I'll keep some for you I don't even know whether I can keep that promise Well I've just worked out that the 31st of July is a Monday, so in the papers it'll be known as Black Monday, the day that the, <laughs> the whole stock market crashes Watch this space, it's going to happen this week The Daily Takeaway So there's the show. Uh, At the very beginning of the podcast, though, uh, Richie did promise you uh, an extended extra bit of magpie chat. I'd be ashamed to let people down, wouldn't it, Richie? (laughs) If they're still with us, hanging around for the magpie chat, here's the time. 
John in Stockport got in touch and said this. Magpies are very superstitious animals. If they ever spot 13 magpies together, they batter one until it flies away. That is where the saying, unlucky for some, comes from. Now that is, that's a lot to unpack. I, I mean, I've never heard that before in my entire life. And I, I, I had no idea that magpies could count. Do you know what I mean? That's the that's the first leap that one has to take when you consider whether John is spreading rubbish or whether this is a a true fact, and that is that magpies count. Yeah, I mean, what they, they maybe they have one of those clickers, you know, you get for nightclubs. Bouncers can tell how many people have gone in. So one of them doing that, <laughs> or like a an umpire in a cricket match that's uh, trying to keep track with how many balls there's been in the over. Yeah, one, but counting heads. All right, John, one, two, three, four. Larry, stay there, will you? I'll count you twice. <laughs> if, if anyone has got any intel onto this this I- amazing bit of information, do get in touch. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Mark your email. Can magpies count? This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway.